Hello and welcome to episode 49 of the Roughed Up Podcast. Wes, Matt, Tim, and Mike, we are here as usual on a Tuesday night. We're looking at week 10 NFL. Man, it just flies once it gets here, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Uh, I mean, Flying baseball's by. Now over. Baseball's now over officially, so I, all we're left with is basketball and football right now and hockey. But who watches hockey? Uh, how many people here watch hockey? Hockey oh boy. is definitely not my fourth major sport. Hurting, hurting our Canadian viewership. <laughs> yeah. I'm getting more into it, Canada. actually. I'm, I'm appreciating it more and more. I appreciate the game because, I mean, they're the size of NFL players and they're on ice skating. So they're enormous. They're all 6'3", 6'4", 6'5", weigh 240 pounds and skate like figure skaters. They're unbelievable athletes it's just I, I just don't find the game all that interesting uh, that's just it for me. I, I think it's a it's an interesting game but it has the same plagues as baseball with the monstrous regular season and you know it's basically yeah i'll see you in the playoffs like that's well it's the same of- it's the same in basketball too you could say the same thing about basketball basketball is a long season and then so you're now sitting your major players out 20 games so they're fresh during the during the playoffs and you know so if you, you have a decent team they'll be there at the end so what is the point of the regular season yeah, yeah. exactly too many teams. yeah you're, you're not going to tune into your team playing like the wizards but oh the lakers are in town oh okay maybe i'll go watch that game but the 55 percent of the other games like you're not even gonna check the score on yeah i was i was just listening to a podcast about this uh like, you had the Clippers coming to town, right? Kawhi wasn't even playing. So, yeah, lot, one, of the, one of the big draws, the draws for, like, especially ESPN viewership, like, ESPN, like, called ownership with the Clippers and was pissed because they're like, we set you guys up so you could play, like, this big game, and then you guys sit your best player. Like, what the fuck? Turns out regular season basketball doesn't mean anything to the players either. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, you have the best players sitting out, like, 15 to 20 games now and they're completely healthy well let's no talk problems. about a league where half the teams make the playoffs <laughs> <laughs> nfl week 10 tim let's uh let's start it off as always with you for tim's triumphs yeah it's gonna be triumphs from now on and at least for the foreseeable future the uh the niners they showed up on Thursday. Very happy. Um, Jimmy G finally showed up and played a big game. He played very well. Um, uh, I mean, the Niners, they looked very good. Their defense didn't look as good, but I, I tack it up to the fact that they're playing on two days rest. Like, I, I don't know what you expect out of these teams after only two days rest. It's Those Thursday night games are brutal. We called it, though. We, we were said that it was going to be a close game just for the fact that the Niners defense coming off two days rest after a big win like this, like it could have been a trap game. Like the Niners could have lost that game. If they didn't uh, come up with a couple big third downs late in that game, they could have lost. So, uh, I mean, those Thursday games, you never know. Um, the Bills, they came out and they played another crappy team and they won. And I mean, which, what you have to do, the, the Bills, they're beating bad teams, which, you know, Tier two teams should do. They should beat the bad teams. Um, I, I think they'll just make the playoffs because they're they're um, their seasonal schedule is so soft. 
they have a really soft seasonal schedule. So I, I don't see the Bills not making the playoffs because of that. Not bad, Tim. I have to say, I was not, I was not expecting those two teams to be in the playoffs so firmly <laughs> this season. Me neither. I wasn't expecting the Bills. I, I was expecting the 49ers to actually make a run, but I was not expecting the Bills to do crap this year. They're – their offense is mediocre at best, but they have a good defense. Their offense is extraordinarily mediocre. Josh Allen, sometimes he looks like a god. Other times he looks like he couldn't hit the broadside of a barn. So you just don't know. Bills are 68% to make the playoffs according to 538. Yeah, because their schedule is so soft. They have a really soft schedule. Two-thirds of the way there. 49ers, 96%. Especially if they beat the Seahawks. If they beat the Seahawks on Monday night, they had long rest. They, they're getting back three major players uh, that have been hurt for the last four weeks. They're getting back McGlinchey, their right tackle. They're getting back Joe Staley, their left tackle. And they're getting back Kyle Juszczyk, their H-back slash fullback, which is big additions for them for this game. And not only that, they have 10 days to prepare. Which, and they're playing at home. So it's all things, all factors helping them out for this week. This has been Niners Minute, Tim Rodriguez. <laughs> Roy, let's uh, let's we missed you last week. Let's uh, yeah. check back in on uh, on Roy's records. How are we doing? Well, because I've been sort of here and not here the last two weeks, I don't have data for you guys the last two weeks. Or I guess the last week. I have week eight, but not week nine. I don't have your best bets. This seems like an apt time to remind listeners that you can like and subscribe to the Roughed Up podcast on iTunes. Free of charge. <laughs> All right. Well, in that case, let's, uh, let's get right into the picks. Yeah. First game, Thursday night. LA Chargers, Oakland Raiders. A couple of Fiesta teams here, but anybody can win when either of these two teams are on the field. And it's the Chargers, who are one-point favorites in Oakland on Thursday night. What do you say? What do you say? Uh, I'll start here. I'll, I'll take the Raiders in this game. They had a big game, a big win last week. Um, and they played well against the Packers. Uh, I know the score didn't look that way, but they actually played very well. And it's just they had a bad beat late in the, late in the first half where Derek Carr fumbled on the goal line. And that cost him that cost him points. And then Aaron Rodgers drove the field after the touchback and he scored a touchdown which, you know, was a 14-point 14, 14 swing, swing immediately. And in the second half, they were just demoralized, and they didn't come out in the second half. But I, I, the Raiders are playing much, much better. Uh, I know the Chargers just beat that Packers team, but I, I don't think that's the normal Chargers. They actually came out to play against the Packers. Like, the, the Chargers are Jekyll and Hyde. I, I think the Raiders – have shown that to be a little bit more consistent, especially at running the football. They can definitely run the football. They, I mean, Josh Jacobs is a beast, and John Gruden isn't afraid to hand him off the ball. Last week, I think he rushed 23 times for 128 yards, so they can control the clock clearly with their run game. Faith in the Raiders. Yikes. Yeah, I'm with Tim on this one. I, um... If you take away that Chargers game, the last game, they've done absolutely nothing this season and have looked yeah. terrible mm-hmm. uh, doing Chargers things. Um, so I, I, I sort of am making my judgment based on taking this their game against the Packers out 
And I don't see actually how they're favored in this spot. Raiders coming off a nice win. Their offense is looking good. When the Raiders mm-hmm. have lost, I feel like it's less about them being incompetent and more about just a slight mistake here and there. Derek Hall, you know, Derek Carr fumbles through the end zone. The defense can't stop anyone. But the offense is good and rolling. And Josh Jacobs, like you said, is a beast. So I made this line Raiders a field goal favorite at home. Um, I can't believe that they're dogs. Like, Chargers, I think this is recency bias. People see what they saw last week. And maybe they just think the Raiders still are this mysterious team that has no aspirations and is still a train wreck. But I like them here in this spot on a short week. They were off since this is their second game, and not since week two. They just got home last week. So now they're back home rested, um, confident. And um, this is a division game, right? And I, I don't see them losing here. I, I think the Chargers go back to being Chargers, doing stupid Chargers things. And, um, yeah, I'm not buying it. Raiders are 3-1 and one at home. So another vote there for your one-point underdog Oakland Raiders. Um, I'll jump in also on the Raiders side. I think agree with kind of what you guys, how you guys set it up there, but Raiders decent, decent home team. These short weeks, I think you just take, take the point at home. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll slightly favor the Raiders here. I think you guys are downplaying like how bad the chargers have been all year. Collectively mm-hmm. they've been bad, but recently they've played a ton of close games. Uh, and have kind of circled around into being like an average team, which I think the Raiders are in the same boat. They're, the Raiders win last week against the Lions was a coin flip. The Lions could have won by a touchdown. Raiders ended up winning by a touchdown. It's not like they're really like distancing themselves as like above the pack. And so this is just a divisional game. And so them getting points at home – uh, and it and at home, like the Raiders on national television, they always like this is their. Big they play well. Yeah, um, they do. It has been like I mean, they get that the first week Monday game, and for some reason they win that every time. Uh, even though they'll go seven uh, seven and nine every year. Um, I yeah, I just think it's kind of strange line, but yeah. Uh, and the thing, and the thing is, is that for this game, you have the Chargers who. Yeah, as you guys were saying, they have been mediocre at best, and they're getting favorable odds against a team that just played very well against two teams that were, that, that were the Lions were were going to be you know borderline playoffs until recently. So they played they played pretty well the Lions very recently, and they and the the Raiders controlled that game the entire way. They didn't look like like at some point, there were those some spots where it looked like it might fall apart, but the Raiders, they ran the ball well and they just controlled the clock and they ended up pulling that one out. Well, I mean, they had to score two touchdowns in the fourth. They they were yeah. neck and neck pretty much the whole way through. Uh, Stafford again, just a loser, racking up points and stuff in fantasy. Um, not a good team. Not something I want to base anything on. I think the Charger-Packer game was also something to throw away. The Packers fell behind, and there was, yeah, one-dimensional team when mm-hmm. when the Packers fell behind. So not really buying stock in what the Chargers are doing. Not so big on the Raiders. I think this is a close field goal game, so I'm not even going to – Oh, definitely. 
Raiders have allowed uh, second most points in the AFC behind only the Dolphins. The Raiders? Yeah. Yeah, defense yeah, isn't great. But. Yeah, they, they can't rest a passer. But the thing is, is that the, uh, the Chargers offense isn't exactly world beaters either. I mean, Melvin Gordon's come back and he's looked good. So This is the perennial, uh, perennial Lions tier of team. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. They, some are, things that they can do very, very well, but lots of flaws. Yeah, both of, both of these teams are like bottom of tier two, top of tier three teams. These aren't these aren't world beaters by any means. But they're but the thing is, like but the fact is it's a short week and and the Raiders are playing at home and they play well at home. Let's go to the top of that tier two for Sunday night football. Vikings, Cowboys. Cowboys are three-point home favorites. This one feels pretty straight up to me. Um, I like the Vikings here just because I don't like the Cowboys on national TV. But that's that's a long time. They're on national TV every fucking week. So it's kind of tough. You're always seeing the Clapper uh, making some Yeah, this is is their third or fourth primetime game already. In 10 weeks. Super, Super Bowl contenders every year. So oh, pretenders. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Every they're, year they're, they're the pretender class every year. They're like the best of the Falcons of the last five years. Um yeah, I th- I think this is just like a a good line. I think uh what I, I've been saying the past couple of weeks about the, the Cowboys is that they're they're they feast on the bad teams and like don't look so sweet against the you know, above the pack kind of groups. Uh they are getting healthier. Um, I, I think this is just a, a good line. I, I'm going to stick away from this. I think three is right about where it's going to be. I think it's going to be a good game. I, I agree with that. I, this is a stay away for me as well. Uh, I mean, Sean Lee is, has been resurrected. It's like he's, uh, he's born again. He, he played really well he, over the last couple of weeks. He, I mean, how – like that guy's been injured every single year since I remember, but he's played really <laughs> well this year. Um, I, I mean, if I have to pick a team, I'll pick the Vikings just because I, I trust the Vikings more than I trust the Cowboys. But this is, I, I think this line is pretty fair in what it's going to be. But, uh, this is a stay away from me as well. Yeah, I'm hesitant to take the Vikings just because last week I felt so strong about them. And but they were on the road, but against Matt Moore and Matt Moore kind of carved him up um, as much as her cousins didn't do himself any favors. I actually kind of like the Cowboys here. Um, hmm. They, like you said, are getting healthier. I think they play to their competition, down or up. Um, I think they see Philly as a real threat, so they they have to keep winning. So there's pressure. Um, it's just it's it's Kirk Cousins in prime time, which for me has been a he's going to curl up in like curl up into a fetal position and do nothing. Um, I feel like this is a good spot for the Cowboys. Three, if it was anything over three or three and a half, I'm taking the points. But I think here um, it's a slight lead to the Cowboys. Just I feel like it's a good spot for them. Last week wasn't really a challenge, um, and this is a, a playoff hopefully, team in Minnesota that they can now cut their teeth against and be like, yes, we're still for real. Definitely feels yeah. like a game where you just pick the team you like better. 
Yeah, so I mean, we've got piece of shit, uh, Kirk Cousins. <laughs> and, uh, I, I think uh, that Vikings uh, uh, line against the Chiefs last week is a little um, not so telling. Yeah, it it doesn't really quite uh, tell what happened in that game. Just they got gashed a couple times by like, you know, big yeah. plays. Yeah, yeah. Damian Williams only had five carries, but one of them was for ninety yards. Right. So. What's the status of Thielen? I don't know. He seems Probably like a, he's a pretty critical piece of there. Yeah, he's a monster piece of the team. That might move the needle. If he's in and f- full healthy, probably yes. But if he's anything less than 100%, it's – yeah. Hmm. Yeah, they're concerned. Hard to concerned back about his status. Okay. And I would yeah. say for Monday night, we can move up, up the tier list just a little bit. Seahawks at Niners. Niners, six-point home favorites against the Seahawks. The Seahawks, very unimpressive in their closing out their win last week. But Russell Wilson has been the Russell Wilson, prime Russell Wilson. Um, looks like a potential MVP player. And the Seahawks are still just on the Niners on the Niners' heels here. Six for me feels a little high. And so I'll be on the Seahawks, but I don't like what I've seen from Seattle. Uh, but I just, I'd, like, I'd like this to be a closer game than six. Uh, I'll, I'll take the Niners on this. Uh, I, I think the Seattle Seahawks just give up way too many points. Uh, last last week they gave up 34 points to the Tampa Bay Bucks, and they I, I don't know what the, uh, they're averaging point wise per game, but I think the Niners can score on these guys. I don't think that will be a problem. The problem is uh, I see for the Niners is are they going to be able to stop Russell Wilson in this offense? The offense is very good this year, um, but I think if the Niners can move Russell Wilson off their spot, off his spots, like uh, like the Ravens did. I, I think the Niners can definitely blow out the Seahawks here, like, because the Seahawks defense is not the Seahawks defense of old. They're not, they're they're not sacking the quarterback six seven times a game and stopping the rush like nobody's business. That's not it's not the same team defensively as they used to be. Yeah. So I'll take the no, Niners I, here. I think. I think the the the. What's followed the the Seahawks um, uh, correctly is that like they're just well coached, um, mm-hmm. so so they're not uh, making big mistakes or anything like that. Um, it should be interesting to see how the Niners play um, with Russell because uh, they lost one of their linebackers, right? And most of the defensive schemes against them would be like a kind of like a spy, oh, like a, a spy, yeah, yeah, and. Um, they, they are really kind of like a pin your ear, ears back kind of rush team. So, like, that doesn't really work against Russell Wilson. Well, uh, what, what I see happening is they're going to have their best linebacker, who is um, Werner. So they're going to have Werner spy on, um, on Wilson all game long, and they're going to just have the – and they're just going to have a four-man rush all game. I, I, I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to play zone – have Warner spy on on uh, Wilson and then have four-man rush, which the Niners can't do. They have the type of uh, bodies right now to do it. Most teams don't. Most teams can't just rush four and get to the quarterback, but the Niners have, have D Ford and, and Nick Bosa. Not only that, the Force Buckner is the top-notch as well, and they're coming on 10 days rest. So 10 days rest and 10 days to prepare for this, a Seahawks team. Right. Uh, is, is ten days enough to catch Josh Gordon? 
Josh like, Gordon literally just joined this week. I, I don't think – I think he'll be a part of the <laughs> offense. But it's it's think, not like he's a scheme guy. He's going to run up the seams. He's never, like, run routes before, so – uh, is uh, marijuana legal in Washington State? Yeah, of course. <laughs> All right, good. So he'll be happy. <laughs> oh, he's sober. He's just injury prone now. So for yeah. me, Seattle, well, like, um, they still play close games. And as, as much as you think that Russell Wilson, you know, they should have crushed the Bucks at home or that the, that the home field advantage in Seattle is nothing anymore, they still play close games. It's still on Russell Wilson. He's still making all the plays. Um, I, I, I think this is too many points, too, like what Wes said. Uh, six is too many. Um, I think it will be a field goal game at the end, one way or the other. Um, I think every week now I'm looking for a spot where the Niners are going to come out flat or lose. I thought they would lose to Carolina. That didn't work out so well. Um, oh, really? But, <laughs> they yeah. only beat by, by 38. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I do like Seattle more and more after just watching Russell Wilson play. It's, it's still, he's still amazing. And um, I think for them, this game is more important for Seattle. You know, Niners had a cakewalk last week. They're playing so well, but all the hype is on them and the focus. So I think Seattle thinks, Hey, we're still bit, like, you know, here too. We're still a good team. This is now our time to prove that we're still a threat in this division and in this conference. So I think there's more pressure from them internally to come out and play hard, play strong. And I think they will and keep it close. And if anything, I believe that they can keep games close and not let them get out of hand. So I'll take the points. Yeah. I think we would make the same argument about last week with the Cardinals versus Niners. Yeah. Like Cardinals are trash team, but within the division and yep. Still not bought on the Niners. Hey, fucking Jimmy G had a big game. They only won by three points. I mean, obviously, well, that, that last-minute, like, 80-yard touchdown. But that was a, a within-hand game. Um, the defense did look gassed. So, it's, it's possible to be done. So, Well, also, the Niners were coming – both teams were coming off two days rest. So, it's a crapshoot in that kind of situation. You, you can't expect the, the same two teams to come out when you have two days rest. Like, it, it, it's a crapshoot in those games. Tim, where would you power rank the Niners right now? Uh, Niners have been power ranked as as high as one and as low as three. Where would you put them? Would you favor them over? Where where would you stack them up? If if they're playing at home, neutral field, Super Bowl, Super Bowl preview. Pick your pick your opponent. Super Bowl slash playoff preview. Man, if the Niners play the way they have been over the last three weeks, I think they can beat anybody. I don't care who you favor. You favor them over the the Pats. Huh. Well, if, they, if, the, if, the, if the Pats play like they did last week, yeah. The Saints? Well, I'm not saying, you know, it's yeah. the whole year to date. Yeah. Play tomorrow, yeah. the Patriots, the Saints, where do the Niners stack, stack up? Uh, I mean, I, I think I think the Saints would be harder for the Niners than I think the, Patri- the Patriots would. The, the, Saints, the Saints roster is legit. They can score, and their defense is amazing. Their defense is Do you is like really your team better than those two teams? I do like my, my team better in those two games. Right. But, uh, I mean, maybe I'm a homer, but the fact is the, the Niners have a great defense. They, their passing offense was always the question mark. They have the best running offense in, in football right now. Their pass offense was the question mark. They were ranked 28th in passing. And 
last yeah, week. Yeah, Emmanuel Sanders definitely looks like a, they, they, a they big change. That, yeah, it's it's a big bump for them, for yeah. sure. The, their wide receivers have been trash. They're not good. But Emmanuel Sanders helped out that Ooh, what's, a lot. What's the deal with the Kittle? He looks Kittle, like... Kittle had a really bad bang on his knee. Yeah, oh, it was just hyper, a contusion. Yeah, yeah, it was a, a hyperextension of the knee, contusion. Oh. Um, it, yeah, it was it was bad though. He's he's struggling. He looked, a yeah, bit, he looked but, crippled. So that's yeah, not like a season long problem. I, I mean, I, no, I, I mean I think it's gonna be nagging him the rest of the year, but I think he'll play through it because it wasn't there was no ligament damage, there was no severe injury, but I think he played throughout the rest of the game because that happened on the first play of the game. That bang on his knee happened in the first play of the game. He played the entire game. Poor Tim. Them. Watching the entirety of a Thursday night football game. <laughs> You're sick. <laughs> yeah. All right. I, I, I try to watch as much as I can. All right. Well, you know what? We'll find out on Monday night when they have the chance to make a statement by covering a six-point spread against their division rival, Seattle Seahawks. We will see. Shall we get into the day game choices? Yeah, we shall. I was gonna, I was gonna pick the Niners as my, as my, my pick, but I'll pick, I'll pick something else for the, for uh, my pick for the week. All right, take it, take it away. And, oh, I'm gonna take the Bills over the Browns. Why not? Love it, That's love it. One. I'm gonna take the Bills over the Browns. The Browns are trash. Uh, it's clear that they have locker room issues. They're not a team right now. They are just individuals pretending to be a team at this moment. Uh, I mean, when you have to have, when you have to have uh, Odell Beckham screamed at by coaching staff to change his cleats three times and he still doesn't do it, it shows he has zero respect for anybody in that locker room. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> Because he was breaking NFL rules. He was wearing these cleats that were breaking NFL rules. And his coaching staff told him three times to change his cleats. He never did. So, Tim, <laughs> you're going with the team with no individual talent over the individual <laughs> talents <laughs> with no team. Yep. 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 I'll take that. Because they're a team. They're, 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 they're a cohesive unit. And they, and they play hard. They play hard every single week. Uh, I mean, they're not always the best team every single week as – seen against the Eagles or against the Patriots, but they played really hard against the Patriots. They gave the Patriots a run for their money, but they end up losing. The Buffalo like Williams the chance to move to 7-2. and two. Yep. And I, I like them against the Browns. Uh, the Browns are a weak team. And then the thing is, the Bills have a really good defense, and Mayfield is not seeing the field right now. He is extraordin- extraordinarily mediocre as a quarterback right now. So, I like the, I like the Bills here. Yeah, I like that pick too. There's no way that Cleveland, in in their current setup with, with losing three games in a row, locker room, uh, a descent, guys tweeting out racist. It's like this team is <laughs> this team is not looking good right now, and I don't know how they're favored. Um, yeah, they're favored three, almost three points. Yeah, but it's it's just like what Wes said. It's a team of talent with no cohesiveness against a team with cohesiveness but no talent <laughs> to a degree. But uh, let me jump in. Just uh, I have to get going re- uh, real quick. Um, this for me is easy. Another game. I think the wrong team is favored. Um, I'd, I'd like someone to explain to me how the Chicago Bears are favored in a football game 
<laughs> if they're not playing the Redskins or Dolphins or playing themselves, mm. they'd still be underdogs. Um, <laughs> like that was a hysterical performance uh, in the first half against Philly. With If it wasn't for that last drive, they could have negative 10 yards of offense in a half. And I was watching that game. It was right in front of me, front and center, on a bank of TVs. And it was just like one-yard screen pass, one-yard run up the middle, negative one-yard screen pass, and then punt. I mean, like, it's, it's a crime that, that this offense is allowed to go on the field at all. And, and how they're favored here against a competent, offensively productive, good Lions team, um, that to me is a joke. A mismatch. Um, maybe I'm not seeing something here. Like maybe this weather or yes, it is going to be 39 degrees with 15 mile an hour winds. Okay, so that so that definitely hurts Stafford. Yeah, it hurts Stafford. Favors the team a defensive battle. So I I do get that now. But um, yeah, over under is 41 and a half. But yeah, I've been saying that the whole year. But like, mm. you're trying to get Bears getting points. Like that's. Can they score three points? Like, yeah, it's just... <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, 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 I think they'll be lucky to score twenty, and I think the the Lions will easily score anywhere between twenty five to thirty five. I've seen, I've seen Matt Stafford outside. He's not someone you want to be backing in bad weather. No, yeah, the but Lions, they can run the ball though. So they do want to run the ball, even if they can't. Most games, they keep trying and pounding it. So hopefully, they find something here and opens up a little a pass game for Galladay and uh, Stafford. Um, it will be interesting if the weather is really that much of a factor and it is a ground and pound game and the Bears defense steps up like it usually does. Uh, I could see this going Chicago's way, but there's no way I'm laying points with this offense right now. Nope, no, not at all. Tr- <laughs> Trubisky is absolute trash. He's the worst. All right, so on that, I will uh, I need to get out of here, but I'll all talk right, to you guys soon. Yeah, Have you fun, my man. Take it easy. All right. Okay, I'm I'm ready to shoot my shot here. Um, so in the late window, we've got the Rams going to Pittsburgh, uh, giving four points. I think the Rams mm-hmm. are going to win by three touchdowns. Mm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So we've seen we've seen uh, the Steelers come back around. You know, losing uh, their quarterback, and yep. now now we've got Super Bowl favorites who are playing much better, and they're barely giving more than a field goal. I think this is like a completely different like mismatch. Like I still think the Rams are a good team. Uh whereas I don't think the Steelers are. So yeah, give me it. Not buying the Steelers despite the Steelers somewhat resurgence ish. Yeah, they've been playing bad teams and like barely yeah. winning games. Float, <laughs> I guess not enough to impress you. Um man, I'm I'm a bit torn here. There's a there's a couple ways I want to go um, and maybe one of them I, I won't take credit for because I feel like it's just become the popular opinion of the show, and that's anyone against the Falcons at 13 <laughs> Saints. Ooh, uh, I was going to take the money line on this game. Oh, really? You like the Falcons here? Oh, yeah. This is, I, I'll take the other side of that happily. This is Dan Quinn's like <laughs> job, I think. They're not winning the game. I'll give you the <laughs> plus 435 or whatever. So, yeah, you're taking the 13 and – yeah, 13 flat. Okay. Dang. I mean, yeah, I mean the Saints have looked good, so you're you're just banking on that this is just not gonna be well, the standard not, Falcon Saints <laughs> matchup. Banking on the Falcon not only, trash. Not only that, they have two weeks to prepare for this horrendous Falcons team. I think the Falcons <laughs> were off last week too. 
That's not good. They, they're when when you're when you're a bad team and you get time off, it's not good. No. <laughs> you just you spend more time angry at each other. I, I'm I'm out. I'm out on the Falcons 100. But I don't want to make that my pick because I feel like I just pick against the Falcons every week. Um, <laughs> my pick is actually going to be the Arizona Cardinals plus four and a half at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I know the Bucks have uh, been able to score in some games, but this isn't a team that you want to be uh, spotting points with. They are uh, sloppily managed and sloppily quarterback team. Giving four and a half to anybody unacceptable. Cardinals plus four and a half. Nice. These are some, yeah, good smattering. One of my favorite games of the week is going to be uh, the Jets versus the Giants. <laughs> Your favorite game of the week when he was sadist? You like pain? <laughs> the, Jets, the Jets are favored two and a half because they're the home team. Like they play in the fucking same stadium and the Jets <laughs> are arguably the worst team in football. I feel like, the, like I've been dogging the Giants all year and I think they're bad. But the Jets are – they have nothing going for they're, them. They're so bad. Oh, my yeah. God. That, yeah, that game against the Dolphins last week, yeah. holy At least, Yeah, the shit. Giants are punchers, and they, ha- they have threats. So, like, this is going to be I mean, an Saquon, ugly bad game. Saquon Barkley is an absolute stud. Yeah, he like, could turn he, on. They, they have players. But I don't see anything from the, the Jets that says that they should be favored against any team in the league. There's no home field advantage. That's just not – True. No, it doesn't exist in this game. Well, because, yeah, I mean, the Giants play there as well. So you're going to have Giants fans there. You're going to have Jets fans there. It's not a, it's not There's a, no fans going to be there. No one wants to be seen there. Like, <laughs> oh, yeah, I don't root for this team either. Like, yeah, there's going to be definitely some grocery bag, uh, you know, hats on this, this week. But I, I, I also like the Giants in this game. Fair enough. We've done it. We did. Good run. Another week in the books. Tim, I want to know what your take is on the world finals. Hmm. Yeah, what do we got? Let me see the lines on this. Has it changed at all since um, so G2 was favored? G2, minus 120, fun plus minus 110. So it's basically a coin toss. Mm. Mm-hmm. It came down, right? I thought, wasn't it like 160 or something? Well, I called Fun Plus from the beginning, so I'm going to stick with Fun Plus. Did you like what yeah. you saw from them against IG? They have the ups and downs. Um, I think overall, Fun Plus was, was good, but, uh, I mean, obviously, they weren't at their best at moments, especially in team fights. Um, they look subpar. And which isn't always great, but because uh, this isn't really a farming meta. Yeah, I, th- I think um, one of the things that G two can fall into is uh, getting wild with the other team, mm-hmm. and so if it devolves into kind of like the into Chinese aggressive fights, meta, yeah, yeah, they might just start taking fights when they can lose when. Fun Plus has been like born into that meta, so I don't think that I don't see that happening in a lot of the games that they play. But I definitely think that the Chinese team is more um, synchronized when they do diving techniques. So I, I agree with that. But I, 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 think, I agree with it. I, I, I think, think the overall mechanics for for team fights has been okay. 
I think their diving mechanics is fantastic, like when they're diving towers. But yeah. um, I, I think they've struggled in terms of their ability to team fight. Um, yeah, I think I mean, you can definitely take advantage of that. They they got beat a couple times by IG. Mm-hmm. I, I think. Um, yeah, I think just across the board, I like the players on D2 better than Fun Plus. I think Doinby's a god and can prob- is like a player and a half in himself, maybe more. Um, I'm not a huge fan of Game Goon. I don't know what's... I mean, Teon's been great. That's where I think I... I, I my initial reaction is I like G2, but, but what I've seen with Teon feels like if this guy, if he plays, if he gets to play his game where he's controlling how often they're fighting, I have a hard time seeing them losing that style of game. They have really looked amazing. And they always fight off after item buys when they hit their power spikes. They force fights immediately. Like, they're so decisive about it. And he is, I think, been the best team fighting jungler by far. Um, certainly, Yankos is... Has had some high highs as well. I would say he has had more inconsistent performances than Tian has. Oh yeah, he's been pedestrian. When when Funplus is moving, it's Tian was he's was there first for everything. He started it. Yeah. Um, whereas I, I think the five players on G two can create their own plays. I think it, yeah, it's a, a mid jungle question. I think if it if it's played topside, I actually like it better for Funplus than bot side i think if perks is a first class citizen in the game that'll be a problem for fun plus whereas if he is a second tier impact type player because he's just out in the side lane farming then uh then i think it it yeah it should be interesting because like if it felt like skt were happy to have uh, Perks play Zaire or Kaisa. Yeah, I don't think that's acceptable. Yeah, it's like, well, you're, not, you're probably not going to beat him just as, like, ABC mechanics. Yeah, and you're just hoping LWS can do the same. And yeah. Maybe, so you, he can, maybe he can, but I don't, I don't think that's where you're going to get an edge. I, I actually thought Wonder wasn't that great. Um, no, I, I didn't like his champ pool either. So I, I think I like Kim Goon actually better than Wonder, and I like Tian Boingi as much as I like Caps. You like him. I like Kim Goon as a better pressure valve than Wonder is. I think that Mordekaiser is actually a nice option to have to neutralize um, some of these comps that are very like one champion dependent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Mord's ult. Yeah, I mean it. It opens a lot of opportunities in team fights. If you play, it's crazy how Renekton is like must pick or ban, and he's because his his early game is ridiculous. Yeah, he's it's the fucking one item spike. And yeah, it, his it, one uh, item spike is insane. Yeah, the game is over too quickly now. Like, if you're gonna eventually play to like also game, the spear surgeon is yeah the spear is so Odin. broken. Yeah. It's so broken. Yeah, it's getting it's getting removed. <laughs> I, I have to say, I I played the Nautilus mid. That that's broken too. Oh, Spear Shojin's mean, oh good. Be, I think Spear Nautilus so, Shoujin, uh, Spear Shojin is getting completely removed. Yeah, they're taking it out of the game. Really? Yeah. After after basically three patches. 
it's yeah. too good. This champion went from this is one of the few like old champions that is right. Yeah, I mean Jack. Yeah, Jack. Like you take all his cooldowns off. Like Jack is the greatest player in the game. Like, but you take that item away, or you know he gets stuffed early. It's like you are worthless. You can't help in team fights. Like you can't go past the river. But yeah, fierce urgent. Kind of I, I know there's gonna be a new item pool after next after worlds. So after worlds ends, there's gonna be a new item uh gonna be a new pool uh item pool. So um Yeah. The new map should be interesting. Might be yeah, unplayable the, for a while. You gonna make a get you need a gold for the skin army? You got like a week <laughs> and a half. Uh what's the champion? It's like Leona or something. No, it's Aatrox. <laughs> yeah, I don't play that champion, so <laughs> Can never not yet. It. Not yet. You never know, man. If you had told me that I'd be a Rise Nautilus mid player, <laughs> you've been playing Nautilus mid. That's I, hilarious. I great. That. I've won five straight games on Nautilus mid. This is. Are, are you going tank or are no. you going AP? Go AP. I've been going AP into Zrock portal and just foot pushing them. I had a 309 CS game on it. <laughs> yeah. What a classic uh well because uh, i mean if you if you go a if you go ap and health with nautilus his health shield is absurd it's his just w. the fact that you have survivability and damage it's like if i yeah. land my ult onto somebody i can 75 percent a carry and and i'm still full health yeah it's hook is humongous yeah it's like the r into his q it's like two and a half seconds of cc and slows yep. That and guy damage and half your health. Right, yeah, and and you're just like naturally. And then he has a root on his auto attack after that as well. So you're really getting well, CC'd three times. Well, not only that, if you hit your W too, if you hit his W as well, he also gets slowed. So you have the Q into well, you have the R into the Q, then you have a W. That guy's not moving for the next it's three, four seconds. It's so crazy to lane with. Like you just as soon as you get six, your jungler comes mid and you get a free kill. And then you just use it off cooldown every time. You're just like, all right, who are we going to go use this ultimate on? It's point and click. I'm going to get a guaranteed knockup so that my jungler can land CC and then I'll also land it's, CC. It isn't, it, it happens every year. But by the time the finals comes along, there are 20 champions that are pickable. There's no fucking around anymore. I don't know, man. Last week we saw some pretty funny champions. Did you? Uh, I mean, Gary. Oh yeah, we saw Faker's well. Nico. But. We saw Rumble. Um, first, first Rumble mid game with Predator. I, I think a, that's a Doinby thing, but like the rest is like I haven't seen Pike in a long ass time. That was hell of meta for, and I don't think it's a been long nerfed. Time. I just oh, they nerfed the, yeah, they nerfed the um, ability to clear the waves. But you can't, uh, solo, you can't solo land because you can't clear waves. With oh, okay. But I mean, like, I haven't seen it, like, banned for oh. bot lane. No, it's not that good. I think the hard engage is too, there's too many of those champions that are stronger. What's it, um, oh, have you guys seen the new champion pool, uh, the new champion that's coming out, Zeno? Yeah, she looks, looks she looks broken. Like, you should wrap really this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next week.